0: Listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rosudo. All right, guys, we are back and we are back with a special guest. We got Steve. We got Jesse from the Fantasy Guides Podcast. Two thirds of the Fantasy Guides Podcast. Okay, I would be I would be remiss if I didn't mention Casey. Casey, I know you're listening because I know you listen to every episode of the upper hand fantasy podcast <laughs> uh but appreciate you guys joining uh, guys this is a very special episode you know fantasy guides you know a, a huge page on instagram i'm sure you guys if you guys know me you guys probably know fantasy guys you, you guys probably know steve um and it's a great 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 resources resource if you like upper hand you gotta go check out fantasy guides on 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 instagram for sure uh, but before we get into today's topic which is quarterback prospects we're going to dive deep into that world draft season is here NFL draft right around the corner less than a month away now but Steve let's start with you man how you doing how you doing man it's draft season baby
1: it is it is I'm I'm good man it's uh, I don't know about you but there's been you know the the grind of the season is we had that lull a while but i can start to feel the the heat picking back up a little bit you know with the draft like you said less than a month away like once the draft happens as you know it's it's go time from there on out you know up until the end of next season so just kind of trying to soak it all in a little bit some of the downtime before it picks up again
0: it's true and you know it's funny because everybody always asks me like hey like how's your podcast doing how's everything going it must be real slow now huh and i'm just like you know what it it just never stops. You know, you mm-hmm. think you have the, these lull periods and the lull isn't that much of a lull, especially when, you know, you you really want to keep that, you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's real, it's a real grind, man. You got to keep that content coming out, right? And there's always something to talk about. Free agency, you know, it's literally started right after the Super Bowl was over, right? And you, you got that. And then you got the NFL draft coming up, obviously, as well. Now we have Jesse here also, who is a big part of the Fantasy Guides podcast, you know, jesse unlike me and steve you know he's actually somebody who you can depend on when it comes to college football okay that's right steve and i you know we, we really just like january comes around we're like oh <laughs> what happened last season what's going on who are these guys coming out oh did he declare is he a senior is he a junior i have no idea and then we literally just you know crunch as much as we can you know within the few months we have before the nfl draft but jesse He's here and he's going to school us and kind of, you know, give us the perspective that we need. Because, you know, you can't really understand everything about these prospects, you know, just in a couple months, you know, looking at the numbers, looking at some film, looking at just a couple games. But, you know, Jesse's really been, uh, you know, he's
2: somebody that actually watches on Saturdays. That's right. And, you know, you talk about this time of year. This is actually when I earn my my meager fantasy guide salary, because at this point in the year. Uh Steven comes to me often, you know. And <laughs> when the season's going on, he's my fantasy expert. I'm always with him. He 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 guided me to a couple championships this year. Um, but yeah, college football's my jam. Um, just always been a fan, pretty much since the mid 90s. Um, I don't know what it is about it, the pageantry, I guess, everything else. I always wanted to play college football as well. So that was a, a huge goal for me growing up. And then I'm probably one of the best NCAA players you know. So, uh, not not playing playing the video game, the video game when I say NCAA players. Uh, so we grew- all
0: knew what you were talking about there, by the way. Okay, okay,
2: good. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the the uh, NCAA video game. Huge fan of that growing up as well, and uh, yeah. So a lot of my research, you know, helps me with that as well. So,
0: <laughs> oh, I was I thought you were going to say that a lot of your, your your time playing NCAA helps you in your your analysis. I, oh, it's both. Cool.
2: it after. goes it goes both ways, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no it,
1: it does help him that he he's don't, don't undersell it jesse he's still playing the game that came out a decade ago the last one they made he still plays on the regular Now
0: are they i thought they were making another one or they already
2: did. Yeah. Like what, what what was the deal with that oh man so so they were they had it all lined up to do it um this summer this was going to okay. be when they launched it and uh they pushed it so we got we got oh, one wow. one more season um it's going to be a huge production. It's it's really interesting to think about because Madden has 32 teams. Uh, NCAA has 132 teams. So just imagine doing a uh, 100 more stadium. Um, what do they call that when they go in with all the cameras and uh, get it so the stadium looks accurate? Uh, I know oh, yeah, like,
0: yeah. I There's know a what word you're talking for about. it. There's a I mean, rendering yeah. rendering. Yes.
2: Imagine rendering a hundred more stadiums, a um, hundred yeah. more uniform combinations. So yeah, it's uh it's going to be, I'm very excited for it because you know, the last one came out in 2013 NCAA 14 is the, the game. And, they've been modding it and doing different things since then. And I've just been, you know, downloading the latest mod by some nerds that have figured out how to revamp this <laughs> game for ever since 2013. So I, I'm going to go buy a PS five as soon as that new game comes out. I'm very excited for that. But yeah, in the meantime, uh, yeah, we can talk some, talk some rookies here. Cause this is really where, where Steven, I's powers combined to, uh, to form a great team. Um, and we come through and we really crunch numbers. I think it was Steven, you know, a few years ago where I was like, hey, we need to be like recording these conversations that we're having right around this time. Right. Whereas like he's like, he'd call me up and just be like, I need to know your thoughts on these seven quarterbacks. And uh, we'd finish those conversations. I'm like, you know, this I feel like this could be a podcast. So that that's kind of part of the reason that the uh, fantasy guides podcast was born. Well, I love and, it. I love it.
1: And we we'd be like an yeah. hour into the conversation. And I would say to Jesse, oh, and uh, sorry. I'm getting married. Do you want to be at yeah, yeah. my <laughs> wedding?
2: You know, <laughs> so. the, important, the important information would,
0: would yeah. might take a while. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you know, get the important stuff out first. You have to know about these prospects. And then later on, like once he gets all the stuff that, you know, what if he said no? Then you would have no idea about those quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know yeah. I mean? That'd be an awkward conversation after that. Exactly. Right? <laughs>
2: have your priorities straight, you know. I, I, 100%. I,
0: yeah. 100%. Now quarterback, like you mentioned quarterback, man, it's it's literally like the most difficult position to evaluate. And that's why I brought you guys on for this particular episode. Uh, and, you know, you could talk to any, you know, quote unquote expert, right? And this is not something that you can say that with any other position in football, it almost comes down to opinions at the end of the day, like when it comes to quarterback, right? Like Bryce Young, uh, you know, he'll be a slam dunk prospect if he was just a little bigger right right uh it causes him to stay back in the pocket a bit might need more time in the pocket you know despite you know he's a playmaker right outside of the pocket he's a playmaker you know you know there's this concern about what those nfl hits might do to him all that um but let's just get down to it man steve what are your initial thoughts on bryce young uh and the concerns around him you know and are these concerns, you know, too much? Are they too weighted? Um, and then I would like to hear, you know, from Jesse to hear what he thinks too, because the more I look at it, right, this kid is really talented, and to me, he's clearly the the best quarterback to me. Um, but then it's hard to project how the size factor, um, you know, is going to affect him at the next level.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I do think he is the most cerebral quarterback in this class. I think he's just football knowledge and just his, his vision for the field, I think is the best, but I don't think you can ignore those limiting factors that you just brought up. You know um, the NFL is faster than college, you know, and he, he played at Alabama. So he had a good supporting cast and he played in a tough conference, but Alabama's typically the, the, typically one of the best in that conference, you know, so they're usually playing to a lesser competition. So, you know, we see him on a team like the Texans where now he's, at the, the probably the worst team in the NFL, you know, he's going to have to overcome a lot that he didn't have to overcome at Alabama. And sometimes those early years in a quarterback's career, I think can, can make or break a quarterback. So um, I do think, you know, he couldn't be an outlier. He could be the next Russell Wilson. I think he kind of, that's the vibe I get when I watch him, that that's who he reminds me of. And I think he could do that, but I don't think we can't, we can't ignore some of those limiting factors that you brought up.
0: Yeah, and, you know, with Russell Wilson, it's interesting because, you know, he wasn't even a first-round pick, right? And, you know, obviously Bryce Young is going to get the benefit of of, of doubt regardless, and he'll get more of an opportunity. You know, Russ is an outlier himself, not only with his size, but also because of the fact that, you know, he was outside. I think he was a third-round pick, right, if I'm not mistaken. So, Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about this later, but, like, a third-round quarterback, that's basically a death blow. Right. To your career. Like, it, it, it's, it's very rare that a third, uh, any quarterback outside of the first two rounds really get that opportunity. Um, and, you know, the fact that he did that and overcame his size, too. Um, and then we all found out that he actually stinks 10 years later. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Uh, okay. But no, as, that, that is besides the point. But um, I, I guess my point is now, like, you know, he's going to be taken, you know, top, you know, either first overall, second overall, third overall, top three pick, most likely. But how how long will that leash be? Uh, you know, if he cannot bring it at the next level, do those size concerns affect him? Jesse, what are your overall thoughts here? Are we thinking about this too much? Is is he what he's shown on tape? Is that does he have it to be an outlier?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think you know he's always played at that size. It's not like he shrank all of a sudden. Um, you know, that's something he's used to doing. The uh, the kid threw for. Over eight thousand yards over the last two seasons, uh, seventy-nine touchdowns to only twelve interceptions. He doesn't run for yardage. He's not gonna. He's not gonna eat up a bunch of yardage on his runs. He moves to um, get open in the pocket and make plays downfield. Um, uh, he did have seven rushing touchdowns. So in the red zone, though, he's he's pretty dangerous because he'll just step up and run it in. And then the guy was twenty-four and three as a starter. He won a Heisman Trophy. He lost three games in in his career. So he's a winner um, in big games. He played really well. Uh, Basically this past season, they lost two games by one point. Each each of those two losses was by one point. um, And he played awesome in both of those games. Uh, The only other thing I wanted to touch on, because Steven talked about how, you know, at Alabama, he's got this great supporting cast around him. This particular Alabama team, I almost feel like a little bit of a, of a feather in his cap is their offensive line was not as good as they usually are. And their wide receiver core was not as good as they usually are. So they really relied on him to kind of raise all boats. And, and those are the types of quarterbacks that I like um, coming out of college are guys that I've seen them make an impact on their team. You can just see that the team is different when they're on the field. And um and yeah, he had he had one injury. It kept him out of just half of one game. And then he rebounded right after that played really well. So he's, you know, he's shown it, the, one of the things about being his size that he is really good at is he doesn't take hits. And part of that is because of his field vision and because he is such a cerebral player. So, you know, it's one thing like like RG3 when he came out, we all loved the athleticism and everything else, but I just don't know that there was that cerebral player that knew to slide, that knew to get down, that saw this guy about to ear hole him. And I think that's why his career ended up being really short. So I, I think that he can protect himself, and I do think that he is a franchise-level quarterback at the next level.
0: All right, we, we will get into – you know who we like the most and all that kind of stuff but i just want to kind of cover a few of these quarterbacks and and jesse you know there are a lot of questions around anthony richardson right he he was dead last in adjusted completion percentage among qualifying quarterbacks in the power five he doesn't have a ton of college experience playing the quarterback position but from a fantasy perspective the ceiling is is the roof literally for richardson <laughs> and you know his rushing ability um, his size, you know, near the goal line is extremely attractive, uh, and when I look for a dynasty quarterback in fantasy, you know, I think I do chase the ceiling a lot, but part of me also wants to chase potential longevity, right? The better prospect, because if I'm in a two quarterback league, you know, a super flex league where quarterbacks are very valuable, I might want to go after the guy I know you know, can be a very good starting quarterback in the league, right? You look at the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts, you know, maybe going after that rather than the ceiling of Anthony Richardson is the way to go because if he ends up not being a good quarterback, you know, his leash might be short because, you know, you do have to be a solid quarterback in order for you to keep your job, right? You do have to still play that position and do it relatively well. And the rushing upside, you know, comes kind of second, you know, at that point, if you're not helping your team win. So how are you looking at Richardson, Jesse, right now uh, coming into the NFL? Is there a good chance he can be a starter for years to come?
2: I just don't know. You know, I'm, I'm actually a huge Gators fan. I love watching them. Um, I watched every game he played this past season. Um, if quarterback is not accurate, that is an issue. It, you know, I feel like that's the number one quality that leads to success in the NFL. But I do get into arguments. I know Casey, even today, texting back and forth with him about uh, a fantasy guy versus. And I can't remember how he's saying it, but for me, it, I get really annoyed because I'm like, well, if he's like not good at football, how is he good at fantasy football? I don't understand right. that, that analogy, right. but I, I think that we are we're excited about the upside. Um, I really would have loved to see him play one more season as a starter to get some, some real numbers. We only have, you know, seven and six. He was as a starter. So is that, is that raising all boats? He threw for 3000 yards over the last two years, 14 interceptions. Um, He rushed for over a thousand yards though, over the last two seasons with 12 touchdowns. So the rushing numbers were there. He, he was a highlight reel when he was making plays when he was feeling it. Um, He was a highlight reel, but just so much inconsistency happening there. What I ended up telling Casey in in my argument today, Stephen, I don't know if you saw this in the in the text strain, but it was it was basically I want to see the system he goes in and see the type of offense that they're planning to surround him with, Um, because if you're expecting him to be Josh Allen, he's he's not. I just I don't know why you're expecting a guy to get more accurate now in the NFL without a ton of experience of being because, accurate at the college uh, level.
0: I guess because Josh Allen did it right. He came into the NFL, not accurate at all. And then miraculously, you know, he got Stefan Diggs and he became accurate that second year too. Obviously he took a little bit of a step forward in the accuracy department, but that's not common, right? Like you said,
2: no. well, and so this, this is one of my things with, you know, if we're talking about these first two players, Bryce young, Anthony Richardson, how we're comparing them, how we're looking at them, you know, the comps that you see for Bryce young is you see the, the Russell Wilson, the two, uh, the um i've seen drew Brees thrown out there these are extremely accurate cerebral quarterbacks that i think can make a dent in the nfl who is who's the comp for anthony richardson i would say cam newton but yeah so it is it's cam newton like we all know it's cam newton yeah how many how many cam how many cam newtons have we seen have we seen more Drew Brees to uh, like I think there's a reason that there's it's a lot easier to even even a smaller quarterback slider frame. We've, we still have maybe even more, um, you know, of success in the NFL with quarterbacks around that size. The Cam Newton thing. Yeah, and the other thing that I think is really fascinating about Cam Newton, Cam Newton's last year in college was one of the best college seasons of all time. He's maybe one of the top five college quarterbacks of all time. And, and, and you know what? So he we, was can't way, compare, we can't compare those two guys, you know? He was, a,
0: he was also a way more accurate quarterback than Richardson yes. was. Now, Newton wasn't the most accurate quarterback. Obviously, in the NFL, we, we found that out for sure. But even in college, he was way more accurate than Richardson was. So I, I, I understand the comp with the size and the rushing ability and all that kind of stuff. But Cam was a better thrower of the football than Richardson at that point coming out of college than Richardson is right now.
2: So I think that's what concerns me when you start doing the comp game and you're starting to try and get excited about a guy. And then you see a guy just completely break the combine, right? We were all thrilled about that. I I told, I told Steven beforehand, I was like, I bet he runs in the four fours. This guy pulls away from DBs in the open field. I haven't seen anything quite like it, but he also struggles to hit a swinger out. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I do think that we've seen the thing we have seen, with a quarterback that maybe struggled with accuracy, but has able to do something with his legs is Lamar Jackson has been an MVP caliber player in the NFL. So if he goes someplace where they decide they're going to design an offense around him and there's an offensive coordinator there that there's some kind of proof of concept, you know, he he'd worked with Lamar before or he'd worked with somebody, you know, somebody else. That that is where I would be willing to take a higher risk on Anthony Richardson, but
0: I I, I mean whoever ends up drafting Richardson should just also hire Greg Roman and just they have to <laughs> yeah. they have and to do the Absolutely. Lamar thing all
2: over again, right? That's what they should do because they made it work and there is proof of concept now with that. And the guy, you know, he's not going to be as quick and breaking guys' ankles in the open field. He might just run him over and then run away from him. You know, he's that much of a freak, but. They do got to design something around him. I mean, if you try and put this guy in a box, you know, you just try and I'm, I'm going to make him the next pocket passer in the league. I think that's a mistake, you know, of his of his natural abilities. So so we'll see what happens. You know, the even even like the Justin Fields thing where he, he kind of had a huge fantasy season with his rushing upside he was not a rushing quarterback in college. He was rushing out of necessity for the bears to try and win games. So, I mean, maybe that could happen, but Justin Fields was a far more accurate passer in college. So, um, he he was a very accurate
0: passer coming out. And then you consider the quarterbacks that he was coming out with, you know, you were comparing them to a a pretty good group of guys coming out.
2: 2400 sports is an odyssey company.